Hey yo, and welcome to the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I'm Sabrina, here to chat with you about what it takes to look and feel like a badass. Fun fact, it's not about 1200 calorie diets and workouts you hate. Nope. Instead, we'll talk about lifestyle habits, mindset, and attitude around sleep, stress management, nutrition, and movement, all dumped in a great big bucket of self-awareness and personal growth. Each week, I'll give you strategies and actions that you can apply directly into your day-to-day life so that you're making sustainable changes over time. So if you're ready to get your shit together, for reals this time, put on your sassy pants and get comfy. Let's do this. Hey yo, how's it going my friends? I'm going to start on a quick tangent because I'm curious. And by tangent, I mean I have a question for you. What are you doing when you listen to this podcast or really any podcast? I'll typically listen to podcasts when I'm getting ready in the morning or when I'm out on walks. I know some of my friends will listen to podcasts while they're driving places or while they're working, and I'm kind of jealous because if I could do that, then I'd I'd really be able to expand what all I listen to. But if I'm listening to a podcast, I can't be working because I can't I can't divert my attention like that. And when I'm driving, it's usually such a short trip that it doesn't make much sense to turn on a podcast. And if I'm going a longer distance, bitch, you better believe I'm cranking some music and rocking out, singing to the steering wheel and all that. So I'm just curious and thought I'd throw that out there. I'd love to hear when and where you typically listen to podcasts. And while we're on that, you know, a general length too. I know that uh, sometimes the the sweet spot for me tends to be around 40 to 45 minutes when I'm listening to a podcast. But, you know, there's also some of those that are, you know, two plus hours. And I'm like, come on, guys, I got I got things to do. Anyway, let's get into let's get into today's conversation. I'm excited about today's topic because It kind of feels like addressing the elephant in the room in a way. And no, that's not a fat joke, although that's kind of funny in the context of today's episode. And since I realize that many of you who may be listening to this, you might not totally understand my sense of humor yet. uh, For context, is that a fat joke is a question I genuinely throw out there as a harmless joke and not to be taken seriously. So hopefully you weren't offended by that, and if you were, I don't really know what to tell you. It's probably not the last time you'll hear it if you're going to hang out around here for a while. Disclaimers aside, today I want to talk about when I think aesthetic goals can be beneficial. I wanted to talk about this today because over the last couple of weeks I've talked a lot about goals and how to define what success looks like. Today I want to acknowledge that there are a lot of people who want to lose weight because they want to look good, whatever good may be from, you know, your subjective opinion. While there are some shifts in how our culture views beauty, which is amazing, there's still this overwhelming, predominant impression that smaller, slender bodies are more attractive and desirable in our society, speaking as someone living in the United States. Of course, this is going to vary from person to person. Like I said, we all have our own preferences. It's a subjective opinion. I often make the joke that while I can appreciate the work that goes into a six-pack, I wouldn't necessarily want to date someone with a six-pack because I want to be with someone who can enjoy a fucking cheeseburger without having to overly restrict to accommodate that. 
the reality is that a six pack takes a lot of work and primarily is about being mindful about what you're eating. And for me, I like a more chill, casual lifestyle that's about enjoying the moment. So like I said, I can appreciate a six pack for the work that goes into it because it's fucking hard for most people to achieve. Others are genetically blessed and it's not as hard, but they're in the minority, just so you know. However, because I understand what it takes to achieve that, it loses its appeal from a practicality perspective. So barely out of the gate and I've gone on a couple of tangents. We're off to a great start. Hang in there with me. So anyway, in the last couple of weeks, I've put some emphasis on goals and measures of success that include things that don't have anything to do with what you look like when all is said and done. At least not really. The reason for this is because mostly I believe that living a healthy lifestyle should be more about how you feel than what you look like. I place more value on living a life that makes you happy, where you feel good in your body, pain is the exception and not the norm, your mood is good, your attitude is good, your energy levels are good, you're sleeping well, all the things. Today though, I want to acknowledge that there's a time and place for aesthetic goals. There's a time and place where goals around what you look like can be okay and can be helpful. First, let me explain what I mean by aesthetic goals. For these types of goals, I'm typically talking about weight loss for looks purposes, bodybuilding goals for non-competitive purposes, or other muscle building goals. There are aesthetic desirables that kind of fall into this conversation as well, but I say desirables because they're not necessarily goals. For example, I'll talk a bit about makeup and filters, which doesn't really relate to an aesthetic goal in the context I'm referring to, but it's still part of the overall aesthetic. For the sake of simplicity, when I say aesthetic goals, I'm referring to weight loss or muscle building. Hopefully that's helpful context. And no, please do not start a drinking game where you take a drink every time I say aesthetic. I'm sorry, I'll try and rein it in a little bit. When I'm talking to people, be them friends, coworkers, or clients, and they say that they wanna lose weight, one of my first questions for them is, how will your life be better if you lose weight? I love this question. I think I'm just a nerd like that, but honestly, I think the question, how will your life be better if, is a great question to ask yourself anytime you're getting ready to set a goal or make a change. So keep that in your back pocket for future use because I'm willing to bet it'll come in handy. And for a lot of people, when I ask them how their life will be better if they lose weight, they don't really have an answer. In a lot of ways, I think this urge to lose weight comes from the constant pressure that comes from pretty much all directions. Let's be real, we're bombarded, like truly bombarded with images and messages telling us that we need to look a certain way, be a certain size, be a certain shape. Women have it tough. I'm just going to speak for women in general because I'm a woman, so I feel like I can speak from that perspective with pretty good context. Being skinny and strong, but not too strong, and be sure you have big tatas and a big booty and hips to go with it. Let's ignore the fact that if you actually have those things that you can't find clothes that actually fit you, and so forth. It's a pain in the ass because that's not even considering things like what fucking filters are doing to our ideas around beauty and attractiveness and how they're slowly destroying our ability to love and appreciate what we actually look like. I'll hold off on that rant though, that's a whole different can of worms. And I speak from a woman's perspective, like I said, but I absolutely see some of the same pressures for men. 
If you haven't seen any sort of documentary or a video that dives into the progression of superheroes in movies over the decades, I'll see if I can find an example of one to put in the show notes because it's kind of wild. The expectation for men to be tall, muscular, built like a brick shithouse, it's insane. Consequently, more and more men are struggling with this ideal of beauty or attractiveness as well. They process and express it differently, of course, but it's still there and it's something to be acknowledged. All that being said, this is a perfect example of why I don't like extremes. When we think about these perfect 10 ideal beauty standards in our society, it's an extreme. What we see is not representative of the average person. And now the average person can tap a single button on their phone and look totally different. I'm consistently about eight years behind trends. It's actually pretty charming. Just go with me on that. And so it was just recently that I actually started playing with filters. I say playing with because for the most part, I try not to use them. I very much want to just look like myself. I realize I wear plenty of makeup and never go to work without wearing makeup, which is basically a physical filter, but I'm trying to keep that to the extent that I'll use filters. Anyway, I was playing around with filters recently and it just completely blew me away how I could look entirely different by tapping one button. When I felt that sting of, fuck, if only I really did look like that, I closed out of the app. It's not a healthy mindset and so much of what we see just isn't real. It's important to keep that in mind as hard as that is. These filters are extra tempting for me because after going through the mini health crisis I went through a little over a year ago, it left my skin in very bad shape. I'm still trying to fix it, to be honest. And consequently, I'm definitely drawn to apps that give the appearance of flawless complexion. I try not to fall into that trap, but given that I've always had a complexion that likes to give me problems, that's definitely my weak point. Here's the thing, though, about these filters and what they have in common with aesthetic goals. We do this and we're drawn to it because we like the feeling we get when we believe we are attractive. It gives us a surge of confidence. Now, I'd like to be able to say to you that you don't need to worry about what you look like in order to feel confident, that you can do that in entirely natural ways that have nothing to do with what you look like. And that's true. You can. And I encourage you to do that to the very best of your ability. But don't try to convince me that you have all the confidence in the world, no matter if you look like you just stepped off a runway or you're wearing a paper bag. I'll call bullshit. The point I'm trying to make is that if you're going to set a weight loss goal or if you're trying to set a physique-based goal, like building more muscle, be really clear with yourself about why you're doing it. Side note real quick, ladies, this is my pet peeve. Toning up, yes, with the air quotes, is building muscle. Don't be afraid of muscle. Muscle is sexy. Bulking up or putting on muscle like men do is hard fucking work. You're not going to do it without a lot of long, consistent, intentional effort. And maybe some supplements, but we're not going there. Pick up a goddamn weight. Your osteoporosis-prone bones will thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. For real, though, I think there's a time and place for aesthetic goals. And ultimately, the main reasons I see aesthetic goals as being solid, productive goals are, one, it's truly 100% for you, and it's because it's what you want not because someone is telling you to or telling you you would be more attractive if you lost weight. Number two, it's to boost your confidence so that you can go about your lifestyle really truly feeling good in your body and being able to take up the space that you deserve in this life. 
Let me explain these a little bit. First, it should be truly 100% for you. I'm not going to say don't set aesthetic goals if the only reason is to attract a partner. There's biology and shit mixed into that, and it would be pretty hypocritical of me to say that you don't need to want to look good for whoever you're trying to attract. However, this becomes problematic if you are in a good place with where you're at aesthetically and someone else is in your ear telling you that you're too fat or you would be more attractive if you had more muscle or if you had lost weight or whatever. If that's their preference, that's their preference. However, their preference is not your responsibility. Here's where this gets tricky. If someone says to you in some way, shape, or form that they think you should achieve a certain aesthetic goal because you're so unhappy with yourself and they see how unhappy you are or how sick you feel or whatever, that might be something worth thinking about and talking with a counselor or a therapist about. And I say a counselor or a therapist because they are going to have your best interest at heart and are a pretty neutral third party. In this instance, it'll take some serious introspection to really figure out how it is you feel and what's causing it. Are you really feeling lousy because of what you look like? Or is it just the easiest or safest thing to blame it on when you're talking to other people? I am such a huge proponent of self-awareness because when you really make an intentional effort to practice self-awareness, you're giving yourself the advantage to make changes that are going to benefit you in the most genuine way. It's with self-awareness that you'll also be able to tell when someone encourages you to take on an aesthetic goal because they care about how you're treating yourself and thinking about yourself, or if they're just a douche canoe. So again, I can see the value in setting an aesthetic goal if it's something that you truly want for yourself and you feel will benefit you in some way, not because someone else has influenced you to think you need to look differently than you currently do or that if you just do X, then you'll be more attractive. To my second point, I can see the value in setting an aesthetic goal when it's to boost your confidence so that you feel good in your body and taking up the space you deserve in this life. Also, not a fat joke. Let's be real about the power of self-confidence and how much of that comes from feeling good about what we look like. And when I say take up the space you deserve, I mean that in the sense of presence, which is something that comes from confidence. Think about how you enter a room when you feel confident in how you look versus when you really don't feel confident in how you look. When you feel confident, you likely hold your head a little higher, smile more easily, make more eye contact, and engage more genuinely. You're not trying to hide yourself. You're not afraid to be seen. I often think about how much I have experienced the difference between these two situations in my life. I think about a holiday party where I really believed that I looked great that night. I still think that I was on point. I didn't hide from cameras. I didn't avoid communicating with people. I was relaxed. And aside from some personal drama, I had a great time. And then I think about the yearish escapade of having my face broken out and swollen and cystic acne and eyes basically destroyed and watering and gross all the fucking time. My body puffy and bloated. It was just a royal shit show combination of crap going on that... At the time, I truly felt revolting. I say that, but what I mean is that's how I felt about how I looked. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to make eye contact. During that time, what I'd achieved in life didn't matter to me. My achievements weren't going to give me the boost that I needed to feel confident when, as far as I was concerned, I looked like I had been hit by a biblical plague. 
We can say all we want that looks don't matter, but in reality, I'd say most, if not all of us, have a degree of vanity that says that's just not true. Of course, this will mean something different to everyone, but hopefully you're at least picking up what I'm putting down. Ultimately, the point I'm trying to make is that what you look like doesn't really matter, but your confidence around what you look like matters a lot. And if you're in a position where you're just not confident in your body because of what you look like, I think it makes sense to make goals to change that. It's true that some people make these changes and achieve that confidence and it changes their attitude or changes their attitude toward others. And I find that very sad, but sometimes it can have a positive effect. I mentioned that not to pass judgment or cast blame on anyone, but instead to bring some awareness to it. If you decide to set some aesthetic goals so that you look a certain way and that makes you feel confident, please also be mindful of how you're treating others as you go through that process. Confidence doesn't have to come with an ego. Achieving an aesthetic goal doesn't make you better than others, nor should that be the ultimate goal. That being said, I want to offer a word of caution if you have an aesthetic goal because of the potential it has to change you. If an aesthetic goal changes you, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but the memory that just hit me was a girl in high school who lost a lot of weight and as happens sometimes, she kind of became obsessed with a healthy lifestyle. And again, I say obsessed, I don't believe in extremes, I don't think that they're good for people. I wouldn't say that it made her a bad person, but as the saying goes in my family, it was like she became a reformed whore. I say this playfully again because it's a family saying and a joke, but the idea is that this girl had gone from someone who lived a certain lifestyle before, and when she made all of these changes and lost a bunch of weight, it was like she thought less of others who lived and had habits like she used to have. But now because she didn't have those habits anymore, she had developed that I'm better than you ego. So that's the trap, just to be aware of it. Again, self-awareness is key. It's okay to take on a lifestyle and even the identity of a healthy person, but there's no need to make your priorities other people's priorities. What you choose to do for yourself is entirely up to you, and we don't need to be going around trying to change other people's minds, habits, thoughts, opinions, or any of those things. One thing that I would be remiss if I didn't mention here is that depending on how drastic of an aesthetic change it is, others might treat you differently. Just the fact that that's true is a little bit disappointing truth about the reality of the world that we live in, but there are no rose-colored glasses around here. I've watched people lose extreme amounts of weight and be treated very differently, sometimes better, sometimes worse. To be fair, I think a lot of people do this subconsciously. It's that whole concept of inherent bias. That's a huge topic that I'm not going to dive into here, but it's a real thing where people exhibit biased behaviors toward people who reflect traits that they favor. This is just my definition and understanding it's not an official definition, and there isn't necessarily any ill intent or anything behind it, However, the person who is on the receiving end of that can get hit pretty hard by it. Okay, so all of that being said, my point here is that I'm a proponent of aesthetic goals when they make sense because my mission for people is to look and feel their best, to feel like a confident and empowered badass. And yes, how you look plays into that. Again, my encouragement and hope for you is that if you have an aesthetic goal, 
that you're taking steps to achieve that goal because it's what's right for you and to your benefit. It's not because someone else thinks you should or has convinced you that you're less than if you don't change how you look. On the flip side of that, one of the last things I want to mention here is that if someone gives you a compliment, believe them. Believe them and say thank you rather than downplaying or dismissing what they've said. Even if it's because the person is a manipulative asshole who's trying to butter you up because they want something. In general, it seems like people really internalize and take to heart the negative comments or perceptions and too easily dismiss the positive and the compliments. This is one of those things that took me a long time and I still struggle with it. Once upon a time, if someone told me I look good, I'd say something like, no, I don't. I look like 10 miles of bad road or ha, you're funny. Other times the compliment would make me super uncomfortable and I'd return a compliment as quickly as I could to kind of shift the focus away from me. I think in some cases we have this idea that it's conceited or arrogant of us if we accept a compliment based on how we look. It's like, take pride in what you look like and make an effort to be attractive, but only if you're going to be humble and dismissive about it. It's just some really backward thinking. So anyway, when someone gives you a compliment, practice smiling and saying thank you. I think you'll be surprised how much it can help your confidence to just accept what other people are saying and not immediately dismiss it or be embarrassed by it. And of course, while there's a place for aesthetic goals, remember that the ultimate goal is to both look and feel good. So remember to prioritize the feel good part, which has nothing to do with what you see when you look in the mirror. That has more to do with how you're supporting your emotional and mental health, connecting with others, eating nutritious food, and giving yourself permission to sleep, rest, and recover. It's a lifestyle, my gorgeous friend, and you deserve to embrace it and look and feel your absolute best and most badass self. All right, that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed today's little chat. Please leave me a comment or connect with me on Instagram. I'd love to get your thoughts. You'll find me at sa.brina.brina. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day, night, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. Remember that you're worthy, you're enough, and you're very much appreciated. Catch up with you next time. Later. Many thanks for joining me for another episode of the Badass is the New Skinny podcast. I hope today's chat gave you some things to noodle on and that you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to live a badass life. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please snag a screenshot of this episode and post it on Instagram tag a friend or two and tag me at sa.brina.brina. That's S-A dot B-R-I-N-A dot B-R-I-N-A. And include the hashtag badass is the new skinny. If you could also drop me a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts, it would mean the world to me. For more of the good stuff, head on over to my website at sabrinabrina.com. Catch you next time. Later.